Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Totally Bias Browns podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we are going to look back, do a quick review of last night's game versus the Baltimore Ravens, and then we're going to look ahead and kind of go in-depth into some of the news that we've heard this morning about the Cleveland Browns' next head coach search. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. quick recap of our game from last night. Browns went into Baltimore facing the Ravens. Ravens fighting for their playoff lives. Browns fighting for that winning record that we've wanted so badly since 2007. Sadly, the Browns started off a little slow, made a nice comeback at the end. It just wasn't enough. Uh, Baker Mayfield was intercepted on the Browns' last offensive play as they were driving down to get into field goal range. Uh, still impressed. Um, Baker threw for 376 yards, three touchdowns, did have the three interceptions. Um, what's impressive is that there were only three games in which the Baltimore Ravens gave up over 300 yards passing the entire season. One was Patrick Mahomes. The other two were Baker Mayfield. So if, as if we needed any other reason to be excited about what Baker is for the Browns in the future. That's just icing on the cake right there. Um, running game never really got going. Uh, sad to say Nick Chubb had a thousand yards lost a big five yard loss late in the game. Ended up pushing him back below a thousand. He ended up with 996 still an all time rookie record for the Browns, but it would have been nice for Chubb to be able to get, that thousand yard mark that I know all running backs are after. Um, honestly, the biggest disappointment coming from this game was just what seemed to be the lack of preparation on the defense. I mean, you know that the Ravens are going to run it almost every play. Ever since Lamar Jackson's taken over, that's all they've done. They've ran it, I want to say the, the number was like 65% of the time since he's taken over. And then you look at the numbers last night, 24 passing attempts, 47 rushing attempts. Almost 300 yards rushing on the ground against the Browns defense last night. And it was the same mistake over and over again. It was not keeping the spy on Lamar Jackson, not keeping contain, keeping everything inside. And then when Lamar did pass it, it seemed like he had his tight end every time. I don't know what it is about this defense that cannot contain on the outside, cannot stop a running back out of the backfield on a pass play, and cannot cover a tight end. Because that's been happening even since before Greg Williams got here. It's it's ridiculous. But still, down 7-20 to 20 at halftime. Browns made a comeback. Baker Mayfield made a push. Those three touchdowns was able to get uh, Mr. Mayfield the all-time NFL rookie touchdown passing records for a single season with 27 passing both Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. And I know it's been said once, but I'll say it again. That's without him starting 
the first two games and playing only the half of a third game. So just imagine 16 full games. He could probably hit 30, 31, which I think at that point puts him in range of the Cleveland Browns all-time single-season touchdown passing record. Just can't say enough about this team. Last night wasn't the way you wanted to end a season. You never want to end a season on a loss. But most teams do. But for the first time in, since 2007, there's actual excitement going into the offseason. We're looking forward to the draft, but it's not where are we going to find a quarterback. It's how are we going to stay entertained till the 17th pick? There's not a ton of holes to fill, and that's assuming that uh, John Dorsey doesn't fill some of the holes in free agency, so we don't even know which way to start looking at the draft yet. Sure, you could probably get a little bit more depth on the offensive line. It'd be nice to get another D-tackle, maybe a linebacker, maybe a little bit more depth at cornerback. I'd personally like to see a, a nice big possession receiver. But, I mean, you look at the team as a whole, and it's pretty solid. If you're able to add to it, there's no reason that you couldn't expect the Browns to make a a playoff push next year and maybe even a divisional title race. It's pretty exciting. But, before all the draft happens, we've got to talk about the head coaching search. At the time of this recording, there are currently seven teams looking to hire a new head coach. Of course, you have the Browns, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Jets, Broncos, Dolphins, Bengals, and Cardinals. Now, just looking at uh, the list of teams right now that are that are looking, honestly, you would have to say it's either between the, the Browns or the Packers as far as what is the most attractive job. And honestly, completely biased, but at the same time unbiased, If you don't think that the Browns is more attractive than the Packers right now, you're fooling yourself. We have a younger franchise quarterback, a ton more talent on the team, and a crap load more cap space than what the Packers have. There is no way that the Packers job is even close to being as attractive as the Browns. But saying that, the Packers job is good bit head and shoulders above the rest of the teams. You might could put the Cardinals and the Jets a little bit higher as well, uh, seeing how they have young possible franchise quarterbacks. I definitely think Darnold is going to be a franchise guy. Um, Rosen, the, the, the jury's still out on that one. He did not look that great, but at the same time, I kind of feel like the Cardinals this season were what we've had with the Browns the past few seasons just as far as not a ton of talent on the team offensive line was just horrendous and it was really just a bad place for a young rookie quarterback to go Um, which is crazy because coming into the season a lot of people thought that was a great spot uh, for Rosen to wind up now as of this recording I've listened to the John Dorsey interview that he had this morning with the media. Um, 
got to say that I love how he's approaching this. This is a lot like how he approached the draft. Um, he's keeping everything in-house, close to his chest. He's not commenting on who he will or might interview other than Greg Williams and Freddie Kitchens. And I, I just like the way he's handling it. But I'm going to say this. Browns fans, please, 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 let's be patient with this. Uh, Dorsey has done nothing since he's gotten here that should not allow us to trust him to do this right. And we have to watch out for the media just spreading lies, trying to get the story out first before anybody else. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen what Mary Kay Cabot did yesterday after the Browns game, right? where the headline after Mayfield's great day where he broke the rookie record was Mayfield throws three interceptions as Browns in season and lost to Ravens. That's the type of stuff that we're going to have put out there by the media because they want to create headlines. They want to get clicks. They want to get views. So be patient. The only thing that I would trust is if anything comes out from the Browns themselves. Other than that, I would just take it as, let's gather a little bit of information. If you hear that there's a certain candidate that's being interviewed, look into them for yourself. Find out whether you like them or not. See what you do, don't like. But just because they're getting an interview doesn't mean that they have the head coaching job. And that's what I saw a lot yesterday after the game when reports came out that Mike McCarthy was getting calls to set up an interview from the Browns and everybody just automatically assumes that Mike McCarthy was going to be the Browns next head coach. As a matter of fact, I saw a headline that said Mike McCarthy shoe in for Browns head coaching job. They haven't even interviewed the two gentlemen that have been here this season. How are you already going to tell me somebody else has got the job, let alone the fact that they haven't even hired or interviewed a minority candidate to go along with the Rooney rule. So just stop it. Please don't listen to the media. Be careful of what you take to heart and let's just enjoy it. Okay. This isn't the same coaching search that we've had since 1999, where the Browns job is garbage. People are going to want to be the Browns' next head coach next year. We're not going to have a situation where Josh McDaniels comes and interviews and backs out. That's not going to happen with these Browns. This organization is too well positioned for something like that to happen. Now, with that said, let's get into what the media <laughs> has said uh, are already quote-unquote, confirmed that the Browns have reached out to ask permission to talk to some of these uh, coordinators that are on teams going into the playoffs. So, from what I've seen, Brian Flores, who is the defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, the Browns have asked permission to interview him. I have not seen anything on Josh McDaniels, but I would think that you would interview Josh McDaniels as well, but as far as I've seen so far, nothing has been said. Uh, Dan Campbell, 
the tight ends coach from New Orleans. The Browns have reportedly asked to interview him. Matt Eberflus. I hope I'm saying that right. He was actually a Browns linebacker, I think, back in 2010, 2011. He's currently the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, both the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator as well for the Colts uh, as Nick Sarani. I hope I'm pronouncing these names right, because if any of these guys end up being the next Browns head coach, the last thing I want to do is for me to be butchering their names beforehand. But uh, Nick Sarani is the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. I've also saw that uh, Kevin Stefanski, goodness gracious, these names, uh, he's the interim offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings, has been uh, requested by a couple of teams, including the Browns. That one's pretty interesting because I feel like the Vikings are pretty high on him. Uh, when... They lost their offensive coordinator last year. He tried to take uh, Kevin with him on his jobs, but the uh, Vikings actually blocked him from going. And then they hired John DiFilippo. That didn't work out, and then they were happy to put Kevin up in his spot. But um, we'll see. We'll see. That's another one of those kind of like Sean McVay type coordinators that were – uh, a position coach for most of the season, and then bam, you know, gets evaluated, real, uh, uh, elevated real quick. Uh, of course, there's all the reports about Mike McCarthy being um, contacted for interviews, but the only two that we know for certain, because John Dorsey said it himself, uh, Greg Williams will be interviewed tomorrow, and at some point, Freddie Kitchens will also be interviewed for the head coaching position. Now, I shared this a couple of times last night, if you follow me on Twitter. I do not think Greg Williams needs to be back. Sure, what he did as the interim head coach is impressive, but I don't like his defense. His defense isn't that great. As a matter of fact, his defense regressed from last year. Um, last night, I thought that he made a couple of mistakes when it was actually required for him to think critically as far as not challenging the spot on the one third down run that should have been fourth and short that they gave him a first down on. Um, and then the way he handled the David Njoku incompletion, challenging it, calling a timeout, not challenging it, Situation and wasting a timeout there uh, didn't help. Of course, Baker and Callaway bailed him out with Baker's record breaking touchdown pass. And then at the same time, last night before the fourth down play, I'm not even going to fault him for going for it. Um, I wouldn't have blamed him either way. I mean, it's a 57 yard attempt for Greg Joseph. His longest going back to college was 54. I definitely think he has a leg for 57, but. On record, his longest was 54. But you've got to call a timeout there. You've got to call a timeout. You've got to make sure that if you're going to go for it on 4th and 10, that you have the best play drawn up. Everybody's on the same page. You're not rushing. You come out of the timeout. You have the full 25 seconds on the play clock to get everything settled. But instead, he let Baker go out there. 
Baker snapped it with two seconds left on the the clock. Of course, that you know that doesn't necessarily mean that it had anything to do with the interception that Baker threw. But in my opinion, your job as a head coach is to put them in the best case scenario to succeed. Even Greg Williams himself has said that in his interviews, and he didn't do it. So, in my opinion, he he kind of lost a lot of that shine and glimmer that he's put on the job that he's done since taking over. Um, it was the best that they've played against a playoff-bound winning record team since he take he's taken over. Uh, the Houston game wasn't great. The Chiefs game wasn't great. This game didn't start out great, but they made the adjustments in the second half. The team kept fighting, and we kept going. So I'm not big on Greg Williams. Um, I'm going to trust Dorsey and whoever he makes the decision to hire. I might not like it initially, but I will get back and support them, kind of like I did Baker. I wasn't thrilled about the Baker pick when it was first announced, but that's my quarterback. Same thing with the coach. I might not be thrilled with the name, but that's going to be my coach. I'm going to support him. As far as Freddie Kitchens, I did uh, a little bit in the last podcast about Freddie Kitchens and why I think it could work. Um, I think it's far more important to bring or be able to keep the offense together more than it is the defense. We've got plenty of talent on both sides of the ball, but the most important player on the field is the quarterback. And to have as much continuity for the quarterback as possible, I think is huge. Now, I will say that I think Baker has the talent to be able to pick up a new offensive system if need be. Um, Even last night, I thought that Freddie's play calling was probably the worst that it had been since he's taken over. I do think that both him and Williams took a step back on the biggest stage of the season. Um, But where I was at maybe a week and a half, two weeks ago, where I was like, okay, you, you might have to bring him back. You definitely have to bring back Freddie Kitchens. No, I, you know, would it be nice for continuity's sake to for the same systems to roll into place and then, you know, maybe the defense is able to take a step next year. The offense I is going to be better, in my opinion. But you don't have to. Out of the names that I've heard so far that have been confirmed uh, to request an interview, probably the name that I can get behind the most was the the Matt Eberflus from uh, the defensive coordinator from Indianapolis? Just because I've liked what Indianapolis D has done this year. Uh, I mean, it worked with Greg Williams, you know, a defensive guy coming in being the head coach. I do worry about hiring a defensive mind over an offensive guy, just because, like I said. Especially in this case, you would think, oh, there's a chance that he would keep Freddie, right? Um, But I've already seen Freddie's name on ESPN as one of the hot candidates for head coaching positions uh, elsewhere. So if you hire 
a defensive guy and you're you're hoping, oh, he's going to just keep Freddie. Well, no, Freddie could end up somewhere else. Who's to say Freddie doesn't end up in Denver or Miami or the with the Jets or the Cardinals? I mean, he does have ties with Arizona. I know he said that he loves Cleveland, but he could go right back to, to Arizona. He's got another young quarterback and Josh Rosen to, to coach. You know, that could be a, a, attractive to, to Freddie, who's already said that he wants to be the head coach. So we'll see. I think the funniest news, kind of getting away from Brown's talk for a second, is with the Bengals job, Marvin Lewis, they've he stepped down, they've, they've agreed to part ways. Who does he endorse? Hugh motherfreaking Jackson. How great would that be, Browns fans? Two weeks a year, Baker Mayfield, Cleveland Browns versus Hugh Jackson and the Cincinnati Bengals. Come on now. We all want the Bengals to hire Hugh Jackson. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Go ahead. He's your minority candidate interview. You don't need to worry about interviewing anybody else. Go straight to Hugh Jackson, Cincy. Please and thank you. But, now that that caveat's out of the way. Sorry. Um, I would expect at some point still for Josh McDaniels to, to get a, a call to, to be interviewed. Um, this Chris Richard, the defensive backs coach for the Cowboys, seems to be getting a lot of attention. Um, and I would definitely think that Dave Tubb will, will be interviewed at some point by John Dorsey as well. But I have to go back to my original opening arguments and say, let's be patient with this. Okay. We're going to close this, this podcast up, but we have to be patient Browns fans. Don't believe every single media report that you see, especially when it comes to some of the Browns beat reporters themselves. Let's be patient. Take everything with a grain of salt. Enjoy the ride. The Browns are back. 2019 AFC North Champs. 2019 Super Bowl bound. What is, what is, what is next Super Bowl? 50, 54, 55? F- Super Bowl 54, 55 champions? Let's do it. Dog pound. Hoo <laughs> hoo!